Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 494. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is Kim Sutton, and I am so happy that you are here to join us. And today we are joined by Matt East, who actually isn't that far from me, which is amazing. I love that. But Matt is the owner of Matt East and Company. And I have to tell you, I questioned him right away when we got on the pre-chat because he... He let me know that he's been in business for a little over a year now, and it's been the best year of his life. And the first question I asked was, have you slept? So in today's episode, we're going to dig into a little bit of that, how he's getting his leads, how his business is growing, and a lot more. But welcome, Matt. Uh, thank you so much, Kim. I'm so excited to be on here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm super pumped. Oh, I am too. And Matt, I don't. you've listened to the show before. That's the first time I've done like a real introduction rather than yes that was strange but i think i liked it i may have to start doing that more yeah you're on fire (laughs) i am matt i would love for you to share a bit of your journey with the listeners so they understand how you got to your entrepreneurial journey (laughs) and how you were able to make it the best year of your life in that first year of entrepreneurship sure so i guess Starting out where I'm at now, so I do personal coaching, so I do exclusively one-on-one coaching, so everything's one-to-one, and I work with clients that are looking for more clarity and want to design a plan and start taking massive action towards their goals that kind of they've been putting off for maybe some time, but they know they want to do it, like really big things. So that's what I do now. Uh, I kind of have a unique twist on it. And we can get more into that. But I came to this. I worked in a startup technology environment for about a decade. And uh, now it's been about a year and a half ago. Uh, Really wanted to kind of serve people at a higher level and just make a greater impact on the world like a lot of of people do. And uh, wanted to, my position previously was very location dependent. And I wanted to uh, not go into an office every day. I wanted to be location independent, travel a lot, be able to work from various locations. And more than anything, I wanted to work for myself. So something that uh, you mentioned that being kind of the best year of my life, it's just I love feeling like I'm in control of my destiny and, you know, I'm not reporting up to a boss or anything like that. I, I really, I don't know. I just, I've had the, it's, I, I tell people all the time, I'm the luckiest person in the world for what I get to do every day. And the clients I get to work with are so driven and aspirational and like the greatest people ever. So I just have so much fun and it's absolutely been the best year of my life since I've, you know, kind of went off on my own. No, no doubt about it. It's not even like questionable. It's, it's been unbelievable. I love that. I do want to ask, though, before we really dig into the meat of what you do. Sure. What do you miss about working in corporate? And do you oh. miss anything about the commute? Well, I, I do not mind my commute because I love podcasts. So <laughs> That's why I, I was like, asking, actually. Yeah. So I chew through content like I listen to a book on Audible or Overdrive, which is, you know, through the library. But I listen to a book probably every week, maybe two or three books a week. And I... uh 
love like the classic podcast. So yours and Lewis Howes and Dan Miller and Tim Ferriss, just all that stuff. I just eat it up. So the commute or the commute uh, to and from was about 30 minutes. And uh, I kind of do miss it. The thing I miss most would be I loved the people I worked with, like everyone. I still with the company that I worked at. I was like the probably the seventh or eighth employee. And when I left, there were around 350. So, you know, when you're going through that kind of explosive growth, you kind of almost know everyone because you were there from the get go. So as new hires are made, you actually can like pretty much learn everyone's name and have a good feel for what they do. And you're really involved. So yeah, I, that was an amazing experience, by the way. So I don't want to bash it. I, I absolutely adore the. I worked for a company called Moby. They provide uh, I know software. Moby. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 So they provide uh, software to huge companies to help manage their mobility. And they are a fabulous organization. So I couldn't think any higher of the ownership and, and the other employees. And I just had a a uh, wonderful experience there. But but I like being in control. And like I said, I wanted to, I live in Indianapolis. I don't know if you mentioned that, but I'm I'm in Indianapolis and we like to escape to like, it's a one room like shack, but a little cabin in the middle of nowhere, a couple hours away. And we like to divide our time. And it's hard to do if you're trying to come back to an office five days a week. So oh, it's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I actually moved out I moved here to the Dayton area in 2004, and the job that I moved here for was about an hour away from where the town I live in, but oh, okay. it was in the okay. middle of cornfields. I mean, my oh, okay. commute was, for those of you in the United States, I-75 runs from Florida, I believe, up to Michigan, and I live right off of I-75, and the whole trip was cornfields up and cornfields west to get to the office so i so know what you mean with the ingesting content i went through so many audiobooks on that drive yeah it was amazing so do you miss it or you're just glad you're not doing it well that job gave me the final lesson that my childhood dream was a dream of glamour and a lot of money and it wasn't really congruent with the person that i evolved to be because family and impact had grown into more, but I didn't realize that impact was so important to me until another decade went by, actually a decade and a half after I lost the job. I was designing schools, Matt. Oh, wow. That's yeah. incredible. I was an interior architect for for a decade, and I moved out here to design schools, which I did all around the state. But when the economy tanked in 2008, the taxpayers didn't want to pay for school improvements. Understandably, you know, if they don't know if they're still going to have a job, they don't want to pay yeah. for schools to get improved. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I miss being around people all the time. I can't necessarily say that group of people. Okay. All right. But in potluck lunches. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What is yeah. it with, with uh, podcasts and like the architecture industry because pat flynn like who is amazing i mean he could there be a better human ever but you know he kind of came out of that uh, architecture design stuff and then you did too like whoa yeah he did and i still i have a confession and i i don't know if i even told my husband i dream a lot i dreamt about pat flynn on saturday night 
I had had unsubscribed from all podcasts earlier in the year because my Mac was too full. And on Saturday, I subscribed to a few new ones that I hadn't listened to. So I went from 180 plus podcasts on my Mac down to four. Oh. And then I subscribed to three more. And then I dreamt about Pat Flynn. So I got up on Ooh. Sunday morning and I resubscribed to Smart Passive yeah. Income. And I'm going so through you're, them all now. <laughs> yeah, you're up to eight. So what I'm are they? To, or I don't want to put you on the oh, spot, no, but that's I'm totally really interested. Fine. Actually, I... Who made the first four cut versus the next four or the next three, I guess? Okay. Full disclosure. I, okay. I was subscribed to my own just to help me oh, downloads. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. The Thrive Global Podcast with Ariana Huffington. Oh, yeah. Of course. Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I've um, never, never heard that. Is that amazing? Elevation Church is in one of the Carolinas. And oh. Stephen Furtick is in his, probably in his 30s. He might be a little bit older, but I'll compliment you, Stephen, if you ever listen to this episode. I don't know how old you are. And he's just got tremendous energy and he preaches from jeans and he just he's not a library preacher i mean he's oh, himself. Okay. Like, okay yeah i haven't heard of him or heard of that yeah and oprah's super soul conversations okay and the brendan show with brendan burchard okay yeah very yeah. cool and then what were your next uh yeah the, the creative funding show with thomas umstadt Okay. The Art of Paid Traffic with Rick Mulready. I think that's how you say his last name. Okay. The Mind Your Business podcast with James Woodmore. Weedmore. Sorry, okay. James. Don't know how to properly pronounce your last name. Pursuit with Purpose with Melissa Griffin. Awesome. Those are good ones. That's a, a yeah. couple of those I've never dug in on. I can't wait. Yeah. Listeners, there will be links to all of these in the show notes. So if you go to thekimsutton.com forward slash pp494 you'll have a list of my podcasts but now i want to throw back to you matt what are some of the podcasts that you listen to oh wow okay you didn't so, see that coming did you no let me pull up let me grab my phone real quick and pull them up because that's kind of how i so i'll do my my top five let's see by the way any of those podcasters that i just mentioned i want you on my show <laughs> okay so I mentioned the Tim Ferriss show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Tim, if people haven't read like the four hour work week, like they should, it's an amazing book and it's really good. You know, when I made the shift to coaching, it was a big like lifestyle design shift. And Tim and that book really got me thinking about, you know, lifestyle design and scalability and being process driven and and to a certain degree revenue or profit coming in to cover expenses and blah, blah, blah. And I I highly recommend the four hour work week. And for me, I love the podcast. It's hit or miss. I've recommended it a lot. You know, half the people are like, it's the greatest thing ever. And half the people are like, wow, that's, those are long episodes that get into a lot of detail. So I recommend that. We mentioned the smart passive income by Pat Flynn and same thing, Along the same lines, I just love Pat, and I don't. I just think he has a heart of gold, and yeah, exactly. So, the School of Greatness with Lewis House Mm -hmm. is amazing. Same thing with Lewis. Like, I think he just comes from such a a uh, I don't know amazing spot. Like, his heart is so big. I just love that guy. Really genuine, both him and Pat. Yeah. 
For sports fans, I actually listen to Colin Cowherd, who's very controversial, and I uh, absolutely love him. So um, he's just like a very practical thinker and like a very clear thinker. And I yeah, I love that. So and then then I, I've got a couple that just are kind of like guilty pleasure. So Radio Lab is, uh, you know, WNYC uh, Studios. It's like they just this, the sound quality of their show it's you know they cover you know like topics that are a half hour to hour long it's and it's stuff that could be on public radio and it's just amazing if you're out there and you haven't ever heard radio lab check it out and then this american life which is another okay you're like the 18th person i've heard about this american life from and i've never okay. listened to it do i need to uh, subscribe to that uh, i mean i just love it it's just like listening gold from a podcast perspective, it will challenge your, what you could do from like a listener experience. I I would say like, it's just amazing. Like give it a few, you know, like you can read what the topics are, try to find one that's kind of interesting the first time Mm -hmm. and, or the kind the topic kind of interests you and, and dive in. Let me know what you think. Actually, I'd be interested in that. I mean, it's, it's gold. It's, it's awesome. Okay, I definitely will. I have to throw this out there because it's just so funny. It's one of the ones that I unsubscribe to because now the only time I really get to listen to podcasts is when I'm not on my own, when I don't have my kids around, because I'm constantly pushing pause. I want to ingest it all and take notes, you know, and oh, my kids. Yeah. With three-year-old twins and a five-year-old, they're constantly going in yes. my ear, you know? Yes. So... I found myself listening in the car sometimes because I could do it without being too interrupted. But right. one of my first clients was laughing and telling me about a podcast she had heard one day. This is so not appropriate, listeners, but I just had to share it with you. <laughs> and it's actually called My Dad Wrote a Porno. Huh? And this person, I think it was a guy, he found out that his dad had written a porno or a, huh? a, a book. Yeah. And they started reading it into this show. I never even listened to one episode because uh, I didn't want my kids to be asking me questions. So oh that one did gosh, not make the cut. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But I was like, way to embarrass your dad. I mean, I thought it was yes, just, a, I mean, that's I, hilarious. Yeah. Now I got a real quick question. So if you're taking notes and stuff while you're listening, what do you do that? Like pen and paper or are you using like an app in your phone or are you bookmarking it and adding notes or how do you, how do you do it? Okay. So, this is embarrassing me. We are recording this in 2018, folks, and I still have an Apple 5S. So you can tell me how many generations I am behind. I know, the, what are they up to, 10 or X? Or oh, yeah. Now. You're, yeah, you're a little behind. So I'm a little behind, and my phone only has 16 gigs of memory. So I actually had to take podcasts off my phone. I cannot listen in the car anymore because I don't have enough space on my phone. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I listen on my computer now. So I love pen and paper. I know that was a roundabout way of getting back to you on it. Yeah. I take notes on paper and I often am sending my team members quotes that I hear so that they can turn them into Instagram images and tag the podcaster or the guest. Oh, that's brilliant. Just because I, I feel that if you hear something that's worth repeating, let the whole world know. Put it out there on Twitter, or Instagram, or Facebook, and sure, it just makes the host or you know if you're reading a blog and you get something too, let them know that you appreciated their content. So yeah, I don't like keeping my notes electronically because I lose them electronically. So I've been keeping hardbound journals for years okay. now. Okay. 
Great. If anybody tears a page out of my journal, like they have held a pay with mama. Okay. Okay. Don't touch my journal. Like my most recent journal, I just found like 30 pages that have all been decorated with stick figures of our family. Yes. It warms my heart, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, yeah. So how do you take notes if you're taking notes? So I asked you because it's kind of a weakness of mine. I'm incredible at taking in content. And I do remember a lot to, you know, reference it to clients I'm working with if I feel like there's something applicable to, you know, what they're working through or dealing with. And uh, but one reason, you know, I'm, I chew through so much audio is I'm doing, I'm, you know, I might be on a run or on a walk or something like that or doing laundry or whatever. So I'm not great at taking notes. I bookmark, I try to bookmark, you know, in audible or overdrive, I bookmark, I don't know how to bookmark in um, my podcast, or I don't even know if there is a podcast player that allows you to bookmark. If there is somebody email me, Um, somebody please leave it in the comments, because I want to know that too. So that would be amazing. So I do all my bookmarking. I bookmark it and then I'll go back. I'll sit down and uh, if it's, uh, you know, I'll sit down with a, basically like you do with a pen and paper or Evernote open and uh, take notes. But I'm not as good as I should be with as much content as I take in as far as, uh, you know, using that content effectively like you are with quotes and stuff like that. Like that's amazing. So. Well, next week, I think next week, I guess I should check my calendar. I am driving back to my hometown in Rochester, New York for the weekend from my youngest sister. She's pregnant. It's her baby shower for her first. I'm so excited. But I, I'm driving because I couldn't find a flight that was compatible with me having to fly to San Diego from Ohio on that Monday. So I'm driving oh, okay. home on Thursday, back here on Monday. Sunday night, Monday, and then hopping on a plane to go to San Diego. So my team is actually looking for a new phone for me. Okay, good. I don't know if they have an affiliate network, but I just had to throw this out there. Listeners, Straight Talk is awesome if you have kids. There's no contract, and you can shut off their phones without being penalized when they you know, get in trouble or anything. <laughs> and it only costs $35 a month for a plan. So the only downside is you have to pay for your own phone. And there's no free upgrades or anything, but it's worked for me because I can get the reason I have the 5S is because I have all these little kids who like to watch YouTube kids and they yeah. drop my phone in the toilet or whatever. And it, yeah. you know, I can just get another refurb. Right. And I want to know how you went from Moby, the startup, into personal or personal life coaching what did you call it again like is it personal Uh, coaching right like well what were you experiencing in moby that made you go huh this is what i want to do well i guess you know when i was at moby i kind of rolled up through the ranks so i started in like the lowest position there Mm -hmm. and then when i left i left as a vp so along the way i was a manager and a director and then vp and uh my favorite part of the job by far was helping anyone, any colleagues or any direct reports achieve their goals, like do something and, you know, something that made them feel good, that helped them live a more successful life. And I just wanted to do that at a greater scale. That's how, that's just what I wanted to do all the time. And I wanted to do it, you know, with this type of coaching, you're able to make such an impact on someone's life. So the way that I coach and, you know, this went through some iterations, it wasn't like this just out of the gate. But what I found is 
essentially the people that are willing to pay for coaching were looking to really transform their life or achieve something like one very big goal. So I do it. I provide a 12 week coaching course. So it's one on one coaching. So I meet every week with uh, my clients and we focus on one thing. So a lot of like life coaching. And that's why I don't love calling it like life coaching. I kind of cringe at the phrase life coaching, which is embarrassing since that's what I call myself. But uh, so it's just super goal focused. And we spend 12 weeks dialed in. And, and something else that's a little unique is, you know, a lot of life coaching isn't like very tangible. It's like, how are you doing as you're you know, in your relationships and in your job and exercise, health, blah, blah, blah. We focus on one goal and then I actually guarantee results. So if you pay me, your results are a hundred percent guaranteed. So if you think through that, I have to, I kind of, uh, I have to say I'm willing to go on a ride with that person and that, that I think that what they're trying to achieve is doable. And then game on baby, like it's guaranteed. So I got skin in the game. So you wow. know, so I'm, curse alert, but does that mean that you're like kicking their ass? Because there are people who aren't going to put in the effort even when they invest. I hate to say it, but yeah. I've experienced that with my own clients. You know, they pay all this money, but then yeah. they come back a week later and they weren't doing anything all week. You know, yeah. everything so, else took a priority. So when you have skin in the game like that, how do you make mm-hmm. sure that they're actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, you know, sometimes it's like seriously challenging them and getting in their shit. And sometimes it's, uh, it's loving on them. And so they need that more than they need yelled at or challenged or, you know, so as a part of, you know, I use a six step process when we're, I'm kind of determining if I'm going to go on this ride with them. I shouldn't mention I have had to extend my coaching a few times. So I do a 12 weeks. I've had to extend it to like, I don't know, 18 weeks or something where like they're no longer paying me. So they paid me, you know, one flat fee. And then, you know, like let's say somebody's, their goal was to, you know, find an agent and write a book and get a book proposal out that gets accepted. So, but you know, they have the they have the ability to do that. And I believe in them. And, you know, let's say it's not done after 12 weeks. Like I stay on them for free and we get that shit done. Like there's just no, there's just, it's just not going to not happen. Like it's just going to happen. I love that you have that much vested in your clients. But But I'll say no, by the way. So like, you know, I do a hundred percent free consultation and there's some people that I'm just like, uh, you know, I don't think I'm the right coach for you, you know? Yeah. And so I say, no, I might say no as much as I say, yes. So, you know, it's not like, I'm just like, yeah, we'll do that. Sure. You want to lose 400 pounds? No problem. That's not the case at all. I can give you Jillian Michaels name. No, I'm just kidding. I can't, (laughs) but I mean, that would be when I would say that in that case, Matt, I have just last week started actually exercising myself. Nice. That's awesome. But I wouldn't feel comfortable, you know, putting, helping somebody on a plan to lose weight when I don't have those same skill or drive or you've never done it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I'm a week into being gluten-free, corn-free and dairy-free. Nice. How's that going? I have never had so much energy in my whole life. 
Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I'm sure if you asked my parents, they could argue that. I was a bad kid. (laughs) (laughs) I should say up to age 10. Then I was just challenging, but not necessarily bad. But yeah, I have, I am, whereas I was previously, I didn't mean to take all the focus like that, but where I was previously exhausted at three o'clock in the afternoon and needed a nap, I'm still wide awake. I've been crashing at 10 o'clock though, which I haven't gone to sleep. Listeners, you've heard me talk about it. I'm usually up at one and two in the morning. But last night, I think I crashed sometime between 10 and 11. Full disclosure, I took my laptop to bed thinking I would just listen to podcasts. That's the inconvenient part. If I want to listen to podcasts in bed, I have to take the whole laptop. But I woke up at 4.30 this morning wide awake. Okay. All right. I'm still wide awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cut yeah, the yeah. cream for my coffee, though. That's been the hardest part. Oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I do do the ketogenic thing. So Wait, are I'm you doing like, bulletproof coffee then? Yeah, so I'm like all in on some heavy cream and like butter in my... Okay. I'm drinking I coffee right now. I am doing right ketogenic, oh, but okay. I cut out dairy, which makes the, oh, yeah, the cream right. and coffee. Yeah. Hard. Like last mm-hmm. night, my family had super nachos, okay. which is like tortilla chips with ground mm-hmm. beef on top yes. salsa cheese mm-hmm. and my husband didn't think about it when he's like how about if we have super nachos tonight so he's like starting to plate my dinner okay i have an awesome husband by the way he makes okay. he cooks because i burn <laughs> okay all right that's, i do all the cooking too that's yeah. good that's awesome but he, he puts my chips down and then he puts the meat down and in the meantime i'm getting a the box of spinach out of the fridge and putting. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And then he tries to put cheese, like the queso, on top. I'm like, oh uh, yeah. But uh, it's really that's... not that hard after you start getting into it. It's just cutting out all my favorite foods is an what, adjustment. What drove that change? Like you, because you were feeling sluggish around three or something else? No, actually, I have been an icon of influence for three times now at Steve Olsher's new media summit. And I just came back a week and a half ago from the fall 2018 one. And when you get there, if let me just take a quick second and explain what new media summit is, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. So Steve Olsher, and you can see a site at steveolsher.com. Uh, he has what's called the new media summit where 150 participants come in to pitch to 40 podcasters to get on their show and it's a three-day event full of just incredible learning and oh, that's and then badass that's awesome yeah that's awesome and the podcasters are right there the whole time there's no green room so we're getting pitched in the bathroom and stalked for a better <laughs> better uh for no better way of putting it but the environment is just incredible but every single person has an envelope on a board where Everybody else in the room, icons and participants, can leave them love notes or show notes saying, yes, I want you on my show. And when you get there, they take a picture with whatever the modern day Polaroid camera is called. I don't know what it's called. Okay. I saw my picture this time, and I had been wanting to get more fit and eat healthier for some time. But I looked at this picture, and I'm like, holy moly, this is it. No more, Kim. So I've decided that is my before and in February, at the next one, if I'm invited back, that will be the after. I'll be was forward. this your first year at it? No, this was actually my third time, but this was the oh, second yeah, you said time that. Okay. with this format with the pictures. The okay. first picture wasn't that bad, but I okay. think this time I was wearing a wrap around me too, so it made me look double wide, 
<laughs> okay, all right. And I was like, no more. But it will be uh, in February, and I'll be right. forty in March. So I'm like, okay. This is, my 30s have been my best decade so far. I want my 40s to be even better and tremendously healthier. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I turned 40 in February and like, I know there's a lot of diminishing returns, but like, I just feel like literally life from like age one to now just gets actually every year gets like better and better and better and better. And I, I'm like, I'm sure at some point that shifts, but. Well, I don't know. So Do it, does it have to? I hope not. What do you think? Do you feel that way too, that it's like better and better and better? Every single year has gotten better. And I would have never imagined this as a child. Like I thought my 20s were going to be the best. The 20s were extremely stressful, but I was also in the very wrong marriage. Yeah. (laughs) And I met my husband when I was 30, 31. I have a husband and a husband. So I met my current husband when I was 30 and we've been married for six, don't tell him I I can't remember. Yeah, six years now. And just every year, every year gets better, uh, more interesting and more exhausting all at the same time. Yeah. Let me ask you something about your business. And with my clients, I don't use any names because it's 100% confidential and blah, blah, blah. But I've noticed like so many of my clients, I mean, like a ridiculous portion are 39 years old. Like they're like, like they've been wanting to do something for like, 10 years or five years and they want to do it before they're 40. So they're just like, Oh, I got to get my shit together and do this. Do you notice that? Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. I just had to give her a shout out. I'm working with a wonderful woman named Becky Jones. Okay. From midlifeawakenings.com. Okay. And I think that's what it is. It's a midlife awakening. Like is, was what we were previously doing was who we were previously with truly helping us to be the best version of ourselves. And then also the realization that whatever shit we've been going through, we don't have to put up with it anymore. That's not the environment that I was raised in. I'm not saying that my parents didn't always encourage me to be the best version of me. Yeah. But what they went to school with or for, I mean, was what they were still doing 30 years later. And I don't know if they were happy. It was never a discussion of, are you happy doing what you are doing now? But it yeah, was sort of like, this is what we should be doing. So when I went to college, I just assumed, okay, I'm going to get my degree in interior architecture and mm-hmm. someday I'll have my own firm. And that's just what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And even my first husband, when I lost my job, he didn't want me to try anything else. He's like, this is what you went to school for. This is, and he literally said it, this is what you're going to do because mm-hmm. this is what, the student loans that we're paying for are were for. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then life happened and I realized, no, no, I wasn't happy doing that. That industry is very materialistic. And maybe mm-hmm. it's just, I also worked in the industry in Manhattan where it was very materialistic. I mean, designers mm-hmm. went to the top shops and, you know, got Prada bags, and and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with those very luxury goods, but I am quite happy in, you know, whatever I get off the clearance rack at Kohl's. And I, don't, I don't think <laughs> that great. that a Prada purse is going to make me happier than I am now. Probably I'll have buyer's remorse for spending all that money on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I get it. I That's... mean, if somebody wants to gift me with tons of money or or just gift me a Prada bag, awesome. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's not going to, 
honestly, I would be afraid that my kids would just walk off with it. So it's not going to give me any pleasure. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I want to challenge you on something. What okay. else could life coach be called that would make you happier with your title? I don't know. I could care less about titles, so I'm not going to mm. get too much in knots about it. But I'd say, uh, I don't know. I've been thinking like I am much more of like a goal coach. I mean, that's what I'm doing now. Sometimes, you know, a lot of people will come and they'll think, hey, I want to do this but they're dealing with like some imposter syndrome type stuff or something that's like they haven't seen yet that we got to break through that in order to achieve the goal. So, you know, sometimes there's some weird stuff going on and uh, we got to like bust through that together in order to get to where they want to get to. But I don't know what the name would be. What do you think? What do you you call yourself? What is, I mean, you're, you help people. You help people with, I mean, your chronic idea disorder, like niche is so awesome. But what do you call yourself a chronic idea disorder specialist or what? Or a coach oh, or my what? my title changes every day. Like okay, I, see, I, you're I literally the same way. Just, I use Y-Stamp for my email signature in Google. Not trying to yeah. put a plug out to them either, but it's awesome. Right, right. And I was just updating it the other day, and I think I renamed myself to a marketing and productivity strategist. Yeah. But that that that's feels great. so rigid and cold. Yeah. I don't want to call myself the chronic idea disorder queen, but any clients can tell you, you get on the phone with me, and if you're lacking ideas, you're probably going to walk away with way too many. But I love just, my brain is constantly going. Blah, 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 blah. So your sweet spot is, you're so good at like marketing funnels too. Are you, so do you sell that too? Or are you f- mostly, okay. So like of your client breakdown, and I know you do like mastermind one-on-one coaching and some other stuff, but like, how do you break it down? You're working more with like business owners, helping them with their marketing funnels or like people find clarity with their like, you know, idea disorder. Right How's it break now, down? Now it's, it's, Mostly with the funnels. Listeners, I want okay. you to know that I didn't pay Matt to question me. But this is amazing. Uh-huh. I'm loving this back and forth dialogue. <laughs> so right now, it's there's actually a lot of clarity that's happening in the development of marketing funnels. Because some people are mishmashing two to three different things that they are really passionate about and trying to put mm-hmm. them in one funnel. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that somebody really latches on to one topic that you talk about in today's episode. And let's just say that that was the overarching theme. Okay. But if you, at the end of this episode, were to give a lead magnet in a completely different direction, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not going to name names here, but let's say that we're talking about being a pet therapist, but also a life coach. And you do both and you come on and you're talking mostly about pet therapy. I'm just making these up now. Sure. But at the end, you offer a lead magnet about life coaching. Listeners are going to be like, what the heck? I wanted to know 10 secrets of how to get my dog to go pee outside. Right. You know? Yeah. But you just sent them off in a complete different direction. So a lot of it's been in helping the clients see that let's keep one track on this one. And I guess it is sort of chronic idea disorder. Mm-hmm. And then we can build a whole nother funnel. So if pet therapy is talked about in this episode, then you can talk about that. And maybe that even goes to a completely different website. And one thing that a lot of people forget about is we should all have, and you have it, I know, matt-east.com. Is that yeah. right? Yep. 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 So yep. you have your personal site. 
I have yep. thekimsutton.com. I yep. think, and this is just my personal belief, that we should all own our name.com or .net or whatever we can get. Yeah. Sometimes that's a little yeah. bit challenging. Yeah. And then as we're offering different solutions, then we can buy separate domains for that. So I have positiveproductivity.net, but I don't know what I'm going to want to do in another 20 years. I'm yeah, surprised yeah. that I'm stuck on this for three. Yeah, I struggle too because I'm doing, you know, I do the bulk of my revenue is from one-on-one coaching, everything we've talked about. But my background with like Moby was really like biz dev and selling and revenue generation, like go to market type stuff. And so I'm working with some Indianapolis companies that are like startups, you know, they're like 10 people that are trying to figure out how to go to market and sell their product more effectively. And, uh, but it's like literally just relationships I have. So they'll just like reach out on LinkedIn and say, Hey, would you be willing to come in and, and do this? And I end up just kind of, I don't know. So I'm trying to figure out like, do I do a different site for that? If I want to branch off to more, uh, you know, like, do I build that into my existing site? Like, essentially like business consulting or do I put a totally different site up and, you know, keep the goal and life coach site kind of unique. Or, I would you keep know. it unique, but okay. if you have a work with me page, then maybe have a, a link that goes over to the other site and just opens it up in a new tab. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. So yep, that's yep, what yep. I've actually got now. I Well, it's not functional yet, but I have the other site the positiveproductivity.net site that we're building out right now. Maybe by the time, actually, no, this episode's going out in just a couple of days. Now I'm going to have to link to it <laughs> for this episode to go before <laughs> this episode goes out. Thank yeah. you for that kick in the butt. See, you just coached me. It's something that we've needed to get done for a while, but instead of a 12 <laughs> week plan, I just have to. Uh, oh, no. That's the benefit of having a team, though. I just need well, to say I mean, that. I mean, yes. Before, awesome. I was not sleeping because I thought I had to do everything myself. And you and I talked about this a little bit yeah. prior, but I thought I had to do everything myself. And when I tried to bring on team, I didn't have enough time to teach my team how to do things the way that I wanted them done. So yeah. team members weren't sticking around because there was never enough work for them to do. I mean, there was right. three times as much work as I needed them to do. But sure. When I'm limiting myself like that, oh, yeah, so... Now I have an awesome team of five others. We're about to bring on a sixth. If you've heard it, and I should have moved my phone before we got on here, but my phone has been getting dinged with teamwork chat. We use teamwork just of them having conversations amongst themselves of, okay, I just got this done. Now you can do this. And it's absolutely fantastic. Now, when you started your company, did you like... Did you have an employee right from the start or were you on your own initially, like 100% on your own? Oh, I was 100% of my own and it was a okay. completely accidental founding of my business. Okay. All right. So after I lost my job, I did what I had to do so I could do what I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. I ended up working at Chipotle for a little bit, rolling burritos. I Well, I got kicked off the burrito line because my burritos never stuck together. Oh, come on, Kim. No, I'm totally serious. Oh, I can roll burritos it. at home now, but I could not roll them there. So I was on the cash register and then I, it didn't right. pay enough. Okay. I was a single right. mom with two at that okay. time. All right. So then I got a job at American Honda here in Troy and it was barely cutting the bills. But then I met my husband. Oh, uh, okay. We got married. He nice. He kept on losing his job. 
So we decided it was time for him to pursue his dream. And he, he yeah. had not realized. And I don't know, listeners, if you felt this way, I'd love for you to comment in the show notes. But up until then, and he was 31 or 32, he was sort of in the same boat that I had been in as a child. This is the way things are. You know, you work this job because you have this job and dreams are just meant to be dreams. So when he kept on, I think it, he got laid off again the week that we got married. And it was like the fourth time since we had gotten together that he had lost his job. And it's not because, listeners, that he wasn't good. It was, they were contract positions. They end who knows when. But yeah, then, yeah. So I said, well, maybe this is just God's way of telling you it's time to pursue your dreams. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah. So... He had, He's doing the game developer stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, right yeah. on. He had three years left to use his veteran benefits to get his degree, and he crammed four years. Oh, that's awesome. Three. But we Killer. needed more money. So I, I, got, I started looking for contract positions on Upwork. It was Elance at the time. And before I knew it, I was contracted out for 80 hours a week. So <laughs> I got a job. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's an amazing story. So is he... I know I listened to a couple episodes recently. Has he started his, is he doing that like, uh, you know, game development like full time now or is he? He is. All right. At, How's that going? He is actually working on three different games. He's working on his game and then he's working with two other teams on their games. Right on. And he's really enthused and he's awesome. loving the fact that he was working retail full time as a manager for a couple of years after the twins unexpectedly came. Yeah. He's loving that he doesn't have to deal with the bureaucracy of what he was having to deal with in the shop. So, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. What yeah. a, I mean, that's, uh, it was a pretty big shift in like a uh, career too. Like, that's awesome. Totally awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he was raised, like his first job outside of high school was working in a steel factory. And okay, he, he just, wow. That's what his dad did for 40 years that's what he yeah. thought he was gonna do and then he joined the service and he just then he went back to working in factories and warehouses so that's where he thought he was gonna be forever. that's amazing yeah. amazing to be able to make a, a shift how old is he or around how old is he he is 38 okay man that's a tough shift right there man that's all he's a, that's that's badass that's awesome that's yeah. that's incredible yeah so yeah. i would love to hear and I know you can't share names, but can you give an example of a of a goal that a client has met and how how you help them reach that goal? Yeah. So, you know, I mentioned earlier, like the client wanting to basically publish a book and start to one, create the uh, basically a book proposal. And essentially you try to sell that idea and get it pushed through. So the way she did it on that. So that specific goal, she used Jen Sincero. Do you know, uh, you're a badass Jen Sincero. Like she's amazing. Have no. you, you've never heard of that? No. Oh my gosh. You should just cancel your afternoon and just listen to you're a badass by Jen Sincero. Oh, I mean, Jen. Jen. Yeah. Okay. I thought Jen. I was hearing Jen. Like, Oh, okay. No, okay, no Jen. I, I actually have the book in my audible account. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, listen to it. Like, okay. it's it's unbelievable. So, Jen has a, uh, like, a book proposal course. And I did so, not know that. Are you kidding me? No, it's incredible. So, what we did, 
for that because I didn't really know how to get a book, uh, you know, like, so I studied it and went online and found, I trusted Jen because I love her stuff. And, um, so we found that. And so I, for that situation, you know, if you think through kind of the process, so I use a six step process through basically all my coaching, but one is, you know, simply decide what you want. And in this case it was, Hey, I want to be a published author, blah, blah, blah. Two, we determine why this is your goal and what you think you'll gain from it. And this is like the most important thing. So why is it? Because, you know, it's going to get hard and things are going to come up and it's you're going to run into roadblocks. But we constantly go back to this why. Like we go back to the why. Literally, we start virtually every one on one meeting. I send emails during the week, you know, reinforcing this. You know, I don't know We're, this is that's that's like the gold piece. I have a question for you about the why, though. Sure. What if somebody comes to you and says their why is all about the money? Do you challenge them to go deeper than that? Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah, no, no doubt about it, because a hundred percent. So but I will say this. So, you know, in all fairness, if somebody's like broke and they feel like they need some more money in their life so that they can like drive a more reliable car or whatever. Like I get that too. Like I'm not, I'm not against making money. I totally get, but if like I found personally that when my life goals were purely driven off income, sure. I wasn't connecting with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really want to, like, I try to have them focus on like what the purpose, like what, what's going to inspire them. Like, uh, and it's, it's very seldom going to be, I mean, 99% of my clients, it's like, has to do with like, I don't know, providing at a higher level for like their loved ones, for their family that has nothing to do with driving a Ferrari. It's like, I want a really reliable, like Honda Odyssey minivan. And I want to take a dream vacation for two weeks that we've never been able to afford. And like, that's practical. Like I get that. Like I'm all in on that. I'm, I'm very practical coach. So, but the why is important. And if somebody, you know, if a component of their goal is financially driven, I can get with that. I mean, I will definitely challenge it. Now, if it's to get like a Louis Vuitton, a Louis Vuitton bag or something, I'd say, you know, why do you why? feel like you need that? Is that, you know, there's some insecurity behind that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Man, I'm working towards a new bathroom, a second bathroom. Right? Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and the why is so that I can use the bathroom without hearing, I have to go pee. Yes. 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 And that's like. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a totally, that's, that's awesome. Like, I, like, I can't that. take a bubble bath in the evening anymore. Well, I can, but it's not relaxing because every time I get in there, one of the littles has to go. And yeah. then they're like trying to peek around the curtain. Ooh, I saw mama. No, no. I want to be able to take a bubble bath in my own tub. And, and y'all just bought a house, right? You just bought we, a house? We bought recently. a house that we've been living in for almost five years now because we were renting to own. Oh, okay. Okay. Listeners, if you have any questions about buying as an entrepreneur, I can give you advice. I'm not an expert, but I can tell you what you need to get set up. But yeah, we rented to own and we finally bought just a couple months ago. So now we can do everything that we want to do to it. Well, nice. Okay. As long as the zoning (laughs) allows. So is the bathroom the first thing? Oh, I think the furnace actually has to be the first. I can't believe how quickly it's gone from 90 to 60. 
Oh yeah, England. here in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And we now I'm, I'm concerned about how fast it's going to go from sixty to thirty. So yeah, the furnace has to. We didn't want. We were responsible for upkeep before we bought, but we didn't want to put any serious money into the furnace or air conditioner until we actually yeah yeah had that makes it sense. in our name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Matt, yeah, yeah. what is your biggest goal that you're working toward right now? Oh, that's a good question. My biggest goal Can I right pause you now, for a second? Yeah, for sure. The goal giver. Oh, the goal giver? What's that? It's. It would be an awesome idea for a title. It just popped into my head. Not the go-giver or the... But the oh, goal the goal giver. giver. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. That's a, That's amazing, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just popped in there. I had to spit it out. Yeah, that's amazing. So my biggest goal right now is I have a revenue goals for my business. So a monthly revenue goal is what I'm working towards right now. So why? You like how I did that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. So to, well, I want to be able to, it's very practical, but I'm just looking to replace the income completely from my, you know, from when I left Moby. So mm-hmm. It's been a, you know, uh, let's say right now I'm making about 50 to 60% of what I earned as a VP at Moby. So continuing to get to that threshold. And, you know, why I want to do that is because I want to be able to take amazing vacations and do amazing remodeling on my house. And I want to be able to provide for my wife and I want to be able to go out to eat whenever I want. I want to be able to, you know, not work. I don't want to have any financial worries. And it's, um, I'm really lucky because my wife is a attorney and she's like a total rock star. So I'm extremely blessed there. And then, uh, we actually have a few properties and we Airbnb mm. a property. So we have income coming in that way. We have a rental home. And, uh, so, you know, you had mentioned, I think, I think it was before we flipped this on to go live about how was my first year not as like sleep deprived as most. It's just, you know, I made the move pretty strategically financially to make sure I had some ducks in a row to guy. Right. I, I kind of knew like, Hey, I'm not gonna, I was making pretty big boy money. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to instantly replace this income, but what can we do to, you know, we can easily survive off a, uh, a much smaller income. And, and, you know, when we talk about making money and it not being the, the cure for everything, I mean, I took a huge pay cut in hopes of, you know, lifestyle design and feeling more fulfilled in my life and bringing more value to the world and helping people at a greater level and, you know, having a bigger impact. So, but all those things, you know, in order to have a bigger impact. You have to have more clients. You have to help more people. And it's all, it all ties together. Absolutely. I cannot remember the episode number right now. And I didn't want to get distracted by typing it in, but I think it was episode maybe 352, Rob Dion. He and his wife, I believe they just had their first baby. They live in LA and they have Airbnb. They have two units behind their house. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And they're, their monthly income from their Airbnb units is paying for their whole mortgage and like their utilities for their whole house. Yeah, that's awesome. Which yep. is yep. so amazing. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we've had amazing luck with it too. It's been 
incredible. So it gives us a lot of freedom and we love to travel, like I mentioned, and a lot of times we will uh, say we have a guest coming in for like a week. We'll just take that money and go, we'll go like Airbnb for a week or go travel someplace for a week, just like dollar for dollar. So if we're getting like, say, you know, say we get two grand for a week for our house or 2,500 or something, we'll take that money and just go on a vacation of our own. That's amazing. Yeah, it it is amazing. Airbnb is amazing. And, you know, I mean, you talked about your parents, kind of their thinking and your ex-husband's thinking of being very conventional. There's just so many ways now if you can think a little bit outside of the box and live a little bit, you know, not so conventional. Like, you can live in a mate. Like, it is the greatest time in the history of the world to be alive. Like, absolutely amazing time to be alive. And you get one go at this thing and, you know, might as well make it awesome. Absolutely. I have to share that my youngest sister, the one who's pregnant, she is a Cornell graduate and okay. worked for 15 years in a corporate job. She was a grocery manager. I never realized how much education grocery store managers have and just how smart they are. Okay. I mean, it's just something that yeah. you don't think about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and she was making a really awesome salary, but the stress was just ridiculous. And now she's pregnant and she she actually quit her job and she's working with me now. And it's just opening oh, up all, awesome. all types of, I mean, I felt a little inferior to my little sister because yeah. here she was the Ivy League grad. Yeah. It's a really super high paying, yet stressful, but high paying job and being able to travel the world. And she's working with me. No listeners that I say with me and not for me because that's how I am with my team. I, and I think when we're effectively team building, it needs to be a with and not a for. I would love to hear if you think any differently. No, I totally agree with that. 100%. Yeah. 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 No. But yeah, she's, to, I mean, she's my full biological sister. We have a his, hers, and ours family as well. I mean, okay. I, I do in my his, my house, but I was raised in one as well. But it's okay. just so, it's coming full circle around. You know, that's, and then we awesome. might bring the other sister in if she wants to at a future. I mean, I'm a little bit careful, you know, yeah. is this oh, going to yeah. work with family in the business? My husband is not entering my business. I just had to put this out there. Okay. And we've All had right. that discussion. All right. His design right. is good for his design for the video games, but it's not good for my clients. So. Okay. All right. Well. I mean, <laughs> pixelated work for video games is a lot different from speaker sheets and landing pages. Yeah, a little, little different there, huh? Just a little bit different, yeah. Yeah. Matt, this has been an incredible conversation. If I'm in Indy or if you're over here in Dayton, I would love to catch up with you in person sometime. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yes, I would love that. I would love, love, love that. This was actually my first podcast I've ever been on. No so way. This, yeah, it was awesome. This was so much fun. Okay, listeners, I want you to put in the comments what other shows you think Matt should be on. And if I know the person, I'm going to make a personal introduction. I just, I assume this was like episode, or, you know, 150 that you've been on. This is just natural. No, I have no. so many people I can introduce you to. My friend actually listens to your show all the time. And he just reached out, like, you know, I have breakfast with him or coffee all the time. And he just reached out to you because he was like, I think you'd really enjoy, you two would really enjoy a conversation. You might as well record it. And uh, so okay, it was your, I Give your friend I, a I, shout out. So it was Reed, uh, Reed McGow. And he's awesome guy. Yeah. So thank you, Reed. Reed, yes. thank you. 
Yeah, oh so it's amazing. I like cover. Yeah. So it was uh yeah, this is like all I'm gonna try to do now is get on podcasts. It was so much fun. I just got to like talk about myself for an hour. It was amazing. Listeners, if you wanna be on my show, you need to listen to this episode. I mean, you've just listened to it, but Matt, this is exactly how I want my episodes to go. So conversational. Oh, good. There's so many. There's been a couple that have gotten, quote, lost because they came on and were like an infomercial about themselves. Oh, okay. Well, I could see that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But I I love this, this back and forth. Keep this up. It was amazing. Yeah. I'd love to. I'm very inquisitive. So I. I like to ask a lot of questions and uh, yeah, it was great. It was, this was amazing. This was the highlight of my day times 10. It was so fun. Mine too. Matt, I know listeners want to know where they can find you and I know I already put your URL out there once, but can you share where listeners can find your website and where they can find you online and connect? Sure. So the best bet is my website, matt-east.com and, uh, it's oh there is a free uh there's a download it's it's my coaching process and i call it the goal achievement playbook it's totally free it's literally it's just a self coaching guide essentially it's the exact process i kind of use when i'm coaching someone and you can use the guide like you can self guide self coach your yourself and it's amazing it's people love it I get like comments on it all the time that, you know, people stumble on it and uh, yeah, go on there and download it and reach out if you need something. Fabulous. And that was, oh, Kim, yeah. real fast too, just for people, if anybody wants to like actually connect, I do a free 30 minute like coaching consult with anybody. So my prices are high. They're going to scare you away. Don't let that scare you away from a free 30 minute consult. Like there's, I love to talk with anyone and a lot of the best for the consults initially are people that are like, look, I can't pay you, but this is what I want to do. And we'll freaking like pound through the goal achievement playbook together in a half an hour. And just like, I'll, br- I'll bring the heat for 30 minutes. Oh, I love that. Okay. Listeners go to the Kim forward slash PP four, nine, four, leave your comments in the space provided. And also go to Matt's site and get that goal Wait, do they get the Goal Achievement Playbook? Sorry, I was just so excited sure, to give the free. show notes. Yeah, okay, absolutely. so if they want pick it. that up. Yes. Yep. If they want that or if they want to do 30 minutes, like, you know, that's kind of where the process starts. I don't do any coaching one-on-one without meeting someone first. So that's I amazing. require the 30 minutes before you can even, like, really pay for my service. So, Listeners, yeah. if you're considering getting coaching and somebody's willing to take your money without talking to you beforehand. Yeah. sketchy. Just cross them off your list. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. And I I could get some hate responses off of that. But seriously, cross them off your list because they're not interested in you and your goals, in my opinion. They're just interested in getting your money in their bank account. How's the coach know if they're going to be able to help the person? Exactly. And I love how you said you decide if you're going to work with them. Yeah. Well, yeah. It took me six years of my business to be able to say no to prospective clients because there are just some people that my team and I are not passionate about what they're doing. We know who we're passionate about serving. And yeah. if we're, we can't give great results to people that we're not passionate about their products and services for. I agree a hundred percent. I totally agree with that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Amazing. Matt, do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can give to the listeners? Oh man, I'm not very prepared for this, but I, my desk is surrounded by quotes and, uh, I'll just share a couple quotes and 
That's a couple of my favorite quotes, quotes I look at every day as kind of parting piece of the advice, I guess. So, so Stephen Pressfield, have you read the, uh, the war of art? I have not. Oh, that is so good. Like give that a listen. Like listeners go read the war of art by Stephen Pressfield. No. So it's not the art of war. That's like the Chinese philosophy war book, but the art of war. No, the war, no, the of, war art. of art, yeah. right? okay. the war of art. Yeah. By Stephen Pressfield. It's amazing. Like, and it's super short, which is awesome. But he says, never forget this very moment. We can change our lives. There never was a moment and never will be when we are without the power to alter our destiny. And that's so true. Like that is so rad and so true. And if you're on the wrong path right now, get on the right one. If there's something that like bugs you because you haven't, you know, had the guts to execute and, and uh, you know, follow your your pursuit of it, like do it, man, you get one run at this thing. You know, if there's another quote, here's another quote, here's a test to find out whether your mission on earth is finished. If you are alive, it isn't. How good is that? Like that is so good. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I don't even know the guy that said that it's Richard Bach. I've never, I just love that quote. Like I love it to pieces. So yeah. So that's my, my parting piece of advice. And if anybody needs anything from me, uh, hit me up on on my website. You can see my like Twitter profile and Instagram and all that stuff. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn or connect with me on LinkedIn. I won't deny your request. I connect with anyone. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level.